Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Don't live life without it. Terms apply. You're getting the most out of being at a game with American Express. The card member entrance, the lounge, and now tip-off. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Don't live life without it. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Welcome to the latest edition of March Madness 365. I'm your host, Andy Katz from NCAA.com. On this edition of our podcast, I've got a bit of a shorter interview, but with a Hall of Famer. Much like last week when I had Roy Williams in North Carolina, I've got Jim Beheim from Syracuse talking about the Orange next season, the way they finished this past season, coaching his son, Buddy Beheim. Uh, very interesting because there was a lot of chatter, and understandably so, that he was going to retire from coaching. That was supposed to happen. Uh, a lot of things have changed with leadership at Syracuse. New athletic director in the last couple of years, John Wildhack, good friend of his, a former executive at ESPN. And Mike Hopkins, who was the head coach designate, goes and gets the Washington job. And so they redid everything for Coach Beheim, and now he's got this unbelievable opportunity at this stage in life, over 70, to coach his son, Buddy Beheim, uh, over potentially the next four years. And he's got a team that potentially could compete for the ACC regular season title and a Final Four berth. This is a team that finished strong, got to the Sweet 16, one of the surprise teams. They've got the core of their group back, Tyus Battle. We're going to talk about that. They gave Duke a great game uh, in the tournament, better than they did in the regular season. And they've got all the pieces to really be right there with Duke, Carolina, Virginia, who I think could win it again. Uh, and that, that really could be the group of four at the top of the ACC, North Carolina, Duke, Virginia, and Syracuse. I would lead with Virginia, experience Duke with talent, and North Carolina and Syracuse right there. Syracuse may be ahead of North Carolina because of their experience and what they've got returning. But I think it's going to be a very interesting season for the Orange. they get got a good schedule, and they're going to be challenged. But I think you're going to see Jim Beheim even more energized uh, coaching this group. He's really obviously been into it the last couple of years. There's no question about it. And you know, the, the the legacy continues where you've got a program that consistently is one of the best in the country, certainly one of the best in the league that it plays in now. ACC used to be the Big East. Uh, but uh, certainly with everyone coming back and the way they defended last season and now, I think he's going to talk about their offensive execution will be even better. This is a Syracuse team that I think a lot of the fans, a very passionate fan base, will be excited to watch throughout the course of next season. So without further ado, my interview with the Hall of Famer from Syracuse, Jim Beheim. And now joining me here on March Madness 365, the Hall of Famer, Syracuse head coach Jim Beheim. And uh, Jim, you guys reached the Sweet 16, then lost to Duke, and it was a great March run. Not sure if you're going to get in. You get in, and your players really responded with the opportunity. You got everyone back, that core group especially after Tyus Battle, flirted with the NBA draft, and then decided to return. Uh, how optimistic are you about this upcoming season that the way you finish could also be the way you start? Well, you know, the finish can be a little deceptive. I mean, you got to look at the body of work. We weren't great last year, but we were really good in the tournament. And the reason was our young players got better at the end of the year, 
and uh, you know we were a different team. We were a good team in the tournament. I mean, we didn't fluke. We didn't be any fluke teams. I mean, Arizona State was good, proven team during the year. TCU was very good. Obviously, Michigan State very good. And we played Duke better than, way better than we played in the regular season. We were no matchup for them during the regular season. So we were a much better team at the end. And that team is returning. So we're not returning the team that was starting in the middle of the year. We're returning the team at the end. And we've added some really good offensive players to that team, which is the one thing that hurt us last year throughout the year. Even in the tournament, we, we didn't score a lot. I mean, our defense won the tournament games. Our offense didn't win them. So we need to be better offensively. And I think with the returning guys getting better, which you expect, uh, and the additions, we, we have really added good offensive players. So we do expect to be a better team this year than we were last year. So of those new guys, uh, what specifically, uh, you know, name and, and the way in which they can contribute, have you seen here in these workouts where it's over the summer that you think definitely you can be a better offensive team? Well, Elijah Hughes was a very good player at East Carolina when he was healthy. He was hurt a lot. He averaged eight a game, but he had 20 and 26 against Cincinnati and Houston. And, you know, they were good teams that year. So he's a, a proven player. He's played well in college. He's worked hard in his, his, uh, his redshirt year. So we think he can really help us at forward and guard. Jalen Carey's one of the better offensive point guards that we've recruited in the last probably 20 years. He, he's a very good offensive player. That helps us. It's a guy named Bayheim that can really shoot. Yes. Uh, I like. And uh, I, I think we've, we've added some, some really good pieces. Last year, uh, our backup center, Barama, uh, was hurt the whole year, had a bad knee. He's had that repaired. So I think we're, we're going to be healthier to start the year. And I think we're going to be deeper. So all those things are positive. All right, so let's talk about that kid, Beheim, Buddy Beheim. Obviously, no one knows him better than you in terms of his development. At what point did you see that, you know what, he can be a high-level Division One player? It really was his, you know, between his junior and senior high school at Peach Jam and at the Nike NYBL, uh, EYBL tournament, he shot 46%, led the circuit in three-point shooting against high level competition. So, you know, I felt then, you know, he was he was gonna be good enough. He's a hard worker. He's big, good size for a guard at six six. So uh you know, I think he's got a chance to be a really good college basketball player and we're we're happy to have him with us. And and how much I mean I would I know he's been around the program, but how much has he been able to sort of really learn everything there is about the way you coach, the way this particular group of guys you know, have meshed, especially on the defensive end, that you think it'll be a seamless transition in terms of his knowledge of what you want to do? Well, he's like a coach's son. He's smart. He knows how to play. He knows when to pass, when to shoot. And he's an exceptional shooter. But he started watching tape with me when he was in second grade. So he's the only one in the family that would come in and actually watch a game tape with me. So he's always had the uh, desire to be a Division One player and to play here at Syracuse. So uh, we're happy to have him. He's a hard worker, sets a good example for everybody, and, and I think he will contribute to our team this year. And also, Jim, on this, uh, you know, 
you didn't know how long you were going to you know, coach, and, and, and you've got this unbelievable opportunity. When you look back, uh, you know, how amazed are you that you know, you're finally going to get a chance to coach uh, one of your children, that you know, at this stage in life that that actually can still happen for you? Well, I'm really happy, obviously, to be able to do that and to coach my team. I, I like our team. We've built a good team. I think when Mike Hopkins got the Washington job, uh, which is the job he really wanted, he wanted to go back to the West Coast. He did an unbelievable job there as a Pac-10 Coach of the Year. Uh, it opened uh, the opportunity for me to coach here, coach my son. It, it just worked out great for, for really for both of us. Mike played for me and worked for me for over 20 years total, and uh, I was so happy to see him get the opportunity to go back to Washington, which is a great job, and he can build his own program, and he will do a great job there and uh, enable me to, to be able to coach and coach my son. Couldn't have worked out better for me. You know, I had Mike on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, and and you know, as you said, I mean, he is so thrilled that he's got that opportunity, and they had a great season last season, just a couple of games short of maybe getting in the NCAA tournament. I know you watch a lot of basketball, and they're out, you know, late at night. What did you see from that team in, in the development of what he was able to do that uh, you know really allowed them to be in position to possibly get a birthday upset Kansas, and and now I think they're going to be one of the favorites in the Pac-12. Yeah, I thought he was going to get in. He really, the, the league hurt him a little bit, but uh, he, he just did a great job defensively. They played the zone. They, they really took a very poor, the worst defensive team in the Pac-10 to one of the better defensive teams in the Pac-10, and uh, and uh, the defense was great. You know, they, they're they only going to get better. They have everybody back. Uh, it's tough in that first year to teach the defense and get your offense going. I mean, they wanted Kansas. They wanted uh I think they wanted Southern Cal. They wanted uh, a couple really tough places to play. Uh, I thought they were right there in terms of getting in the tournament, but I think they'll be a tournament team this year. And uh, he did it with just got those guys to really buy into defense and, and doing the things you got to do to win. It was a, a great coaching job. Jim, your, your tenure as an assistant uh, for the U.S. men's national team is over. Obviously, uh, winning multiple golds with uh, Mike Krzyzewski. Uh, your involvement in USA basketball is, isn't over, but you're not as involved. How, when you look back at your involvement in USA basketball, how would you assess it? It was the greatest basketball experience you could ever have, to be part of five gold medal winning teams, three Olympics, two world championships. Uh, there's nothing like it. The NBA players were great, great to work with. The coaches, I learned a lot from the coaches, Mike D'Antoni, Nate McMillan, you know, Tom Thibodeau, Monty Williams, and uh, Coach, you know, Coach K. Couldn't have been a better experience in terms of uh, working with those guys. The NBA players are great. They're great guys. They're just obviously great talents. But it was a, a tremendous experience. It just couldn't have been. I couldn't have had a better coaching experience and do it all over again. And in spite of the 35, 40 days every year, you're, you're doing that. It, it was a tremendous experience. Jim, your name is on the court at the Carrier Dome. I just spoke with Roy Williams in our last podcast about his name. Will be on the Smith Center court. Coach K obviously has that. What's that like to walk out on the floor where you've coached for so long and to see your name on the floor? Something that Roy's going to experience at North Carolina this season. Well, first of all, nobody deserves it more than Roy. He's done an unbelievable job back at Carolina and uh, just uh, a great, great coach. Uh, and it's a great feeling when you walk out there and you see your name. It's a great feeling to have that. 
it doesn't really help you win any games, but it uh, it it does feel good to to look down there and see it. Uh, it's it's a great honor, and uh, nobody deserves it more than Roy Williams. And lastly, Jim, the ACC. Um, you've told me this before. You were in the greatest conference in the Big East. I know you feel that way now about the ACC as you look forward to this coming season. We know Duke's loaded. North Carolina is going to have, uh, you know, impact freshmen. They've got Luke Maybach. Virginia has the core of their team back after winning the regular season and the conference tournament. And as I've said before, I think you guys are going to be right there competing for that title. How would you assess the ACC here at this early stage? I think it's as good as it's been. I mean, you know, you've got some great teams at the top, but the middle is still very strong. You know, I think it's it's a great conference. I try not to get into the who's better conference, but we we certainly have been had the best results the last few years, and and going forward, I think we'll be right there again this year. Just a, it's just a really tough conference, top to bottom. Everybody wants to win. Everybody has the resources to win in this league. Thanks, Jim. Thank you, Andy. Bye. You can listen to March Madness 365 at NCAA.com or subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts. And please be sure to leave us a rating and review while you're there. You can always find us on Google Home and Amazon Alexa. Just say, hey, Alexa, or hey, Google. Play the March Madness 365 podcast. And as always, go to NCAA.com, where we've got our podcasts archived over the past year. You can find any of the previous podcast interviews that we've done at NCAA.com. And as always, make sure you follow our social media accounts at March Madness on Twitter, on Facebook, where we've got the podcasts all listed. I'm Andy Katz. Thanks for listening. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. See how to elevate your live sports experience at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Don't live life without it. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. When you're an American Express Platinum card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. See how to elevate your experiences at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Don't live life without it. Terms apply.